You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the bandwagon. Ryan Michaels here with the Tiernan Brothers, Bert and Chip. Today we take you through the Eagles training camp and expectations being the top dogs. The Phillies continued success along with their trade deadline moves and grades. Hop on board and enjoy the ride as we further discuss. Boys, Eagles training camp is in full swing. Football's back, baby. There's a lot of top prospects coming up in the Eagles organization. One being Dallas Goddard, who is fire so far at practice what are your boys take on him yeah he's looking really good i heard he was making some nice catches over our a lot of the good defensive backs i think he's gonna be a nice addition to this offense and uh, i can't wait to see him play trey burton he'll, he'll probably be an upgrade over him even though trey burton last year had five touchdowns but i think goddard might have more than that this year just because of his athletic ability and his ability to catch the ball in in traffic and his size. He, and it's 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 awesome to hear that he's doing really well. He allows the Eagles to have a more variable offensive scheme. He gives them the capability to put out two tight ends that are both receivers that can also block. I mean, with Zach Ertz being Zach Ertz, he's amazing. Uh, if we have someone similar to him out on the field as well, that gives us two more threats to work with. And also just, opens up a lane. And it just adds another weapon to this offense. Now, losing Selleck as a blocking tight end, that might hurt. I think that's why they brought in Richard Rodgers. But we'll see. I don't know. But Goddard, heard he's looking good right now. And uh, Sidney Jones as well. So I'm yeah. really, I really, I'm really excited about this team this year. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Goddard's looking good. but And also, too, <clears throat> Sidney Jones looks good, too. And, you know... A lot of our defensive backs are having a nice training camp right now. I think Jalen Mills is having a good camp too, as well. So Russell Douglas as well. I yeah. yeah, and um, you know, so I don't know what the Eagles are going to do at, at at defensive back right now, but you know, uh, Sidney Jones looks good, Russell Douglas looks good, and hopefully Jalen Mills can slide into that nickel role. And, 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 I, and I believe a lot of these players that were hurt last year are more hungry, <clears throat> and you know, like with Jason Peters and you know, Jordan Hicks. Yeah, good. I, I wouldn't even say they're hungry. I, you have to still play through that injury. After that happens, they're severe injuries. Jason Peters had a severe injury. Carson Wentz had a severe injury. Sidney Jones tore his Achilles. Very severe injury. Do you think that they're going to change their gameplay and their mentality on the field? You know, I think you know. I think their bodies are fine at this point. I mean, as long as their uh, their injuries are healed and you know they're putting in work in training camp. I think their bodies are fine. I think it's just it all comes down mentally, and you know, I think that takes a couple games to get you back mentally into the way you play were playing before, and you know, uh, so we'll see. I mean, uh, every player who was hurt, you know, it just takes them a couple weeks to get in the flow of things, and I think that everyone should be okay. Yeah, it's got to be in the back of their mind, but I mean, it's most... going to take a, it's going to take a, like Chip said, it's going to take a few games for them to get back into the game flow and in the game shape as well, mm-hmm. because they weren't. Because a lot of the, a bunch of those guys didn't play last year throughout the season, so it's going to take a few games. But the, I think they'll be all right. Now Carson Wentz was recently told to like participate less in practice because he was trying to do too much. That's just obviously the Eagles being cautious. 
But is that a signal that he is going to be the starter in Game 1, or are they going to be cautious and possibly sit him for Game 1? I mean, yeah, it's you're definitely right. I think Carson Wentz is, you know, he might be trying to do too much at this time. I mean, too much too soon. Yeah, and you know, Wentz, I think Wentz is, just wants to get back out there and, and play. And well, that's uh, Carson's attitude. I like it. Right, and you know, he's eager to get back out there. But you if know. you want to have a lengthy career, you kind of have to be patient. The one thing too, like I hear a lot of fans, and I understand you want your number one quarterback out there opening day, but. What would you rather have, a lengthy career with that amazing quarterback or one game? Yeah, and the Eagles are in a good situation, too, because we have, you know, one of the best backups in the league. So, you know, we don't have to have him out there week one. And I think, you know, the the Eagles coaching staff is going to be cautious. And I don't, I don't I don't really see Wentz starting week one just because of the, you know, our backup position is, you know, like I said, one of the best. And, you know, just him being here for being our franchise quarterback, you can't, you just got to be cautious with him. Exactly. On on top of it, Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP. Do you think that he can't perform? Right. I'm kind of sick and tired of people acting like Nick Foles starting is going to be the worst thing in the world to happen. Nick Foles is great. Uh, we have a Super Bowl MVP backup quarterback. <laughs> Did you ever think that I would say that? No, I didn't. Did you? No. Nope. Nope. Wrong. Yeah. But of course, once is ready week one, you, you got to start him. You can't, I mean, I know Nick Foles, again, won, won the Super Bowl MVP, but... If they give Carson Wentz the go-ahead, you're starting Carson Wentz. It's, 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 a, it's a no-brainer. Big yeah. if. That, that's if. And, you know, I think Wentz is going to say he's ready for week one, but you just, it's, you know, you it's never... About, it's about what the doctors say. Right. And Wentz is going to say that he's ready for week one just because he's eager to get back out there. But the doctors have to be, you know, right with this one. And if he's clear to play, then, okay, that's if, fine. If I hope the doctors are right because he's our... He's our franchise quarterback. Yes, yes. We need him to be 100%. Right, but we want to be cautious, and we just want to have everything right and set in motion just for him to play because it's not the end of the world if he doesn't. If the doctors clear him, it's fine. Yes. If he's just saying he's ready, I'm not even trying to be wary about it. It's just why risk it? Right. God forbid you'll lose game one. Who cares? He's going to start later in the season, and by later in the season, game two. An extra two weeks helps. What did he? He tore his ACL and MCL, right? Mm, yeah. Most players take 12 months to come back from that. Also, side note, he threw a touchdown after that. He did. <laughs> That's well, pretty... his injuries um, in comparison to uh, RG3. It, it you know, is. After, well, when RG3 had that incredible rookie year. Don't bring that curse upon us, no, Bert. please, please don't say that. <laughs> I'm just no, saying that please, that's what I'm hearing. Please don't say why, that. It's, why? It's, okay. it's all right. It's fine. Carson Wentz will be all right, guys. Just <laughs> Nothing just, is ever fine. Just relax. No. He'll be fine. But, again, even if Nick Foles does start for the first couple games, other than the Falcons, our first couple games are pretty, are, are pretty easy games to win. So we can win with Foles in there as the quarterback. We can win with Foles in there as the quarterback. Hopefully your curse doesn't bring down Carson Wentz. Um, He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, I really hope so. You pretty much just, like, dumped salt on the table and didn't throw it over your shoulders, man. Like, can't say that. Cursed words. I'm not talking about the seven curse words. I'm talking about the cursed words. I'm just going off of what I heard, man. I'm worried. (laughs) Can't be spouting off on uh, RG3. Yeah. Ugh. Let's not let's not talk about RG three. Yeah, can we? Yeah, let's let's ignore that. <laughs> yeah, we we retract the previous statement. Uh, Bert, you have to issue a formal apology later. I'm going to issue my apology now. I'm sorry, Philly fans, for wearing you. Good, good. We're good. <laughs> Thank you, Bert. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. I don't know if the fans accept, but I do. <laughs> um, anything else 
with training camp happening. I know Zach Ertz was not at practice one day. It was just a rest day, but people were worried about that. I feel like there's a lot of speculation in training camp when it's not really that big of a deal. Um, what are we, a weekend? Yeah, we're a weekend. <laughs> are there any other players, not rookies specifically, that you want to look out for this year? Any players that could rebound this year and actually make a difference? Yeah, I'm curious to see how Darren Sproles bounce back after those two injuries last year. Those were two big injuries last year. I think he broke his wrist and tore his ACL in the same play. So, yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, what spot he has on this offense and, you know, how he produces. And, uh, you know, all, 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 all signs are pointing towards this being his last season. So, we'll see how he does. Yeah, I'm going to go with another junior player, uh, Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very thin at linebacker right now, and we definitely need him to step up and uh, be the linebacker that he was. Uh, I know he's he's been hurt a lot lately, but when he's in there, he – he produces, so let's let's hope he stays healthy this year and can give the Eagles uh, that well, I guess the uh, line like their depth at the linebacker position. Their depth, depth yeah. at the linebacker position, and be the quarterback for that defense. Exactly. Yeah. I honestly think a player to look out for this year is going to be Jalen Mills. Yeah. It he's just an integral part of the team. He's one of those players that you watch and you know he's having fun. I think that's what I like the most about this team. They go out there and they actually have fun each and every single weekend. When you have the whole entire defense doing dance after a touchdown, (laughs) I mean, it's pretty epic. But as long as this team can have that brotherhood mentality, as long as they all stick together as one brothers, we all we got, we all we need. It's really the mentality of Philadelphia to begin with. It's going to be a fun season. Now, we are the top dogs. We have a tough schedule this year. But these games are going to be some of the most entertaining games I've ever watched. Yeah, we have a target on our back. And, that's, and this is the first time that a lot of these players are going through this. So we'll see how they respond. And Nick Foles even said it himself. The worst thing about winning a championship is being complacent. Yeah. yeah. Complacency can make you lose games. Eagles can't be complacent. They have to go out hungrier than before. They're not the underdogs anymore. They're the top dogs. They're the leader of the pack, and they're going to eat. Yep. And every, every single game... Our opponent's going to be coming for us, you know, 100. percent It's you know different. It's different from last year because obviously last year our schedule wasn't as tough. But you know, winning the Super Bowl and playing all those top teams in, in each division, it's going to be tough. And like you said, it's going to be it's going to be an entertaining year, to say the least. And I'm I'm so just I'm so excited to see how the Eagles do. I can't wait for football. <laughs> football, it's back. I cannot. It's officially wait. back. Almost. I can't wait for regular season. Preseason's kind of pointless. I don't watch it, but <laughs> I, I definitely see it on ESPN. It gives us a good taste of what we're going to see in the regular season. Yeah, <laughs> the first quarter, that's it. <laughs> the, that's first, the first quarter, and then everything else is nobody's. Scrubs. <laughs> All right, well, with that Eagles discussion coming to a close, we now enter the Phillies roundtable. We got a lot to talk about with the Phillies. So, let's start out with the trade deadline for our trade deadline version of Chip's Choices. Uh, what do you think? So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Phillies got went out and got Estrubal Cabrera was their first move. And uh, at the deadline, we, we went and got uh, reliever Aaron Loop from Toronto. And then uh, all-star catcher Wilson Ramos from Tampa Bay. And, you know, you know I, I like those moves for the Phillies. You know, they're not... You know, they're not the biggest moves for them, but, you know, I like what, what they did. Now, it's unfortunate that Wilson Ramos is on the DL now, but he should be back soon. So, you know, I, I like what they did. Um, 
for the, for the Cabrera trade, I'm going to give that a B. I'm going to grade that a B. Okay. And, you know, we needed a shortstop, but... And he's having a nice offensive year, but defensively, you know, he's not the greatest. I mean, he's not in his prime anymore. Right, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a, a veteran leader. Right, he's an old veteran player, you know, which we needed more of. And, you know, it, it's a good move for us. You know, we didn't have to give up that much for him. And any of these trades, we didn't really give up that much. And that's what I liked also from the Phillies, too. They, you know, they didn't, after striking out on Machado, they didn't freak out. You know, they kind of made safe moves instead. So, you know, I like what they did, but... The Aaron Loop trade, I'll give that, uh, I'll give that a B, B minus. I mean, you know, he, he has, he has, his ERA is not that great, but mm-hmm. you know, he's, against lefties, he's really good. So, and we need a left-handed pitcher in the bullpen, so you know that helps. But um, you know, his ERA maybe needs to get a little bit lower. But I mean, having that left-handed uh, pitcher in the bullpen really helps a lot, and. Uh, and the Wilson Ramos trade, I'll give that an A minus. You know, I would have given it an A, but he's on the DL, so uh, he's an All Star catcher. He's two time All Star. Uh, you know, he has four, fourteen or fifteen home runs, so he's going to help this team. And I think he's going to help. Uh, yep. You know, he's going to start right away when he once he comes back. Um, it's tough because you know Alfaro's young and he, he needs playing time, but uh, I, I would take Wilson Ramos any day behind yeah. the plate. And I think Wilson Ramos, you know, could could. You know, help him, help Alfaro if he can. You know, I mean, if you're going to learn from someone, it better be an all-star catcher. Yeah. And that's exactly what they brought in. Yeah, and and Alfaro is a very similar player to Wilson Ramos mm-hmm. too. So, you know, hopefully he helps him out, and you know, it's just another another bat for the Phillies. So, overall, I'll give them a B, B plus. You know, uh, we didn't make the sexiest moves, but um, you know, we did what we had to do to to uh, to, <laughs> to, to to not to not to be too going. sexy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chip, I agree. As Drew Cabrera, that's a B. Loop, I give that a D. Okay, wow. Uh, as much as I think, like, oh, wow, the Phillies didn't need a bullpen arm. They didn't need another average arm. They needed an arm. Uh, they easily – if they were in talks for Manny Machado and they were close with a deal for Manny Machado, why couldn't they have also gone out and gotten someone like Zach Britton? It, it, it's kind of – tough to go into the playoffs with a bullpen that's so mediocre. How are you going to win in the playoffs when the teams are hungry with a bullpen that <laughs> two of your lead names are Adam Morgan and Tommy Hunter? Yeah, I mean other, you know, other <laughs> other than maybe Hunter, um, you know, this this bullpen it, it's it's young and it's developing, but I think it's, you know, as of late it's not been that bad and but they have shown that they have imploded numerous times. I feel like it's once or twice a week that this happens. Yeah, but again, they're young and the same and the same mentality too. The Phillies, you know, I think the Phillies just wanted to play it safe, you know, not give up their top guys and, you know, see, see what happens this year because again, I've said this plenty of times before. We're not winning World Series this year and we're young. So, we have time. You know, and I, I think the Phillies made the right moves, getting a couple veterans to maybe help that out that lineup, and you know, get, giving this bullpen a chance in the playoffs and giving them experience. I don't think Luke gives them a chance or gives them ex- like that much experience in the playoffs. And like, I, I, I agree with you on the Ramos. That that's a minus. It's it's not a bad trade. I, I enjoy that. But what the Phillies did was they just made themselves more average. They're a very average lineup. I mean, other than Reese Hoskins and recently Michael Franco, they're the only two players that actually stick out. 
Odubo Herrera, when he was hitting 354, was sticking out, but now he's, what, hitting 270? It's it's just the most average on-paper lineup I've ever seen. But we're still winning. Yeah, no, 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 nothing wrong with that, but if you're going to make a trade, make a splash, and be a winning team, you need it to get a big name, and they failed. But they're still winning. <laughs> and yes. loop, with the loop trade, it gives them a left-handed, left-handed arm. Who else in the Phillies' rotation or bullpen is a lefty, if you, got, if you think about it. Adam Morgan. Adam Morgan. And Austin Davis. I, I believe and how lefty. how are those guys doing right now? Huh. Yeah, he is. Austin Davis is doing okay, but yeah. Adam Morgan, you know. But we need, eh. but we need some diversity in that, yeah. in that rotation and bullpen. It just gives him a good, it just gives him a, a left-handed arm to switch things up. With the Ramos trade, we didn't give up a lot. Mm-hmm. And it gives him another bat, per se. <laughs> I know he's hurt right now, but they needed this some sort the of yeah. They needed some sort of bat to come into this lineup. And if you can get an all-star catcher for next to nothing, then that's fine. Now, with Struber Cabrera, I believe needs to be the everyday shortstop. I'm sorry to say this, but Kingery needs to at least go to the bench or be sent down. It, and he's so, not yeah, good. Yeah, he's he's not he's not ready. And he, he needs- has such a hard time catching up to a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. It's not like I could go up and hit a 94-mile-an-hour fastball, but if I were getting paid millions of dollars to do so, you better be able to. And they're meatballs exactly. right down exactly. the middle. Yep, and it, does, it just doesn't look like he's catching up to it. He just he needs some time in the minors, I think, to just get his mind right and get his swing right. But I don't know. We'll see. Gabe Kapler is a mystery. We've, we have seen that all season long. <laughs> it's working somehow. But let's hope uh, let's hope Gabe keeps keeps us going. So, what are your trade grades overall? Ramos trade, I think it was a B B plus in that area because just because he's an all star and he's a veteran. But he's injured. He's so injured that, as well. That lowers so that, value that lowers, to you. Yes, okay, exactly. The loop trade, I believe, again, it's like a B B minus. It just gives him a left handed arm in that rotation slash bullpen. He's just so average. He's just like the rest of the players in that bullpen. But. Again, it just again it gives them diversity. It doesn't give it gives them a left-handed arm. Oh, a diver- and that's what they need. A diversity array, four, five, and six. Maybe he just needed to change the scenery. He was in the AL, and a tough division as well yeah, with the AL Red Sox, Yankees, no, the Orioles. Uh, the Orioles. That's are, their spotty. The Orioles are forty games behind. <laughs> but the Red Sox and Yankees are both forty and thirty games over five hundred. So it's it's a tough division. Again, he maybe just needed to change the scenery. I don't know, but and then with the Strubel Carrera trade, as I said, as I said earlier, he should be our everyday shortstop. And again, you just need to either need to move Scott Carey to the bench or send him down to improve our bench. If they I said- know the move was to improve our bench, but again, Cabrera should be playing every day just because of the veteran presence and what he brings to the table. If they sent down Scott Kingery until September call-ups when the roster expands, would you be mad? No, because again, he needs he needs time to develop his game, and they I don't think they gave him a chance to do that. Well, they gave him that giant contract, which that makes, was which that was, was that was a mistake. That, which I agree. That with. gives Philadelphia fans the expectation to tear him down if he doesn't succeed, and that's exactly what's happening. Chip, do you agree with that or? Um, you know, I, I, it's unfortunate what's happening to him right now. I mean, uh, he had just, he had so much promise, and you know, I think he still does have potential in, in this league. I think 
you know, giving him that contract, you know, what was a bit premature, but, and, you know, I thought, I thought he was going to have a nice year for us, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I kept trying to have hope for him, but, you know, it, it's August now and he's still, you know, still not performing the way he should be. So, you know, if, if he gets sent down, it would suck for him, but, you know, he's got to realize, you know, batting 215 or whatever the hell he's batting, um, it's just not going to cut it. And, and, you know, getting sent down is not the worst thing for you. You know, it's it's to improve your game. And, you know, so I wouldn't be mad at it. It's unfortunate just because, you know, I think he has a lot of potential. But, you know, if it's, if, if it's meaning sending him down to, you know, possibly come back later and, you know, perform – then I'm all for it. I think that that's the key. Also, it's only going to be for a couple of weeks. What's a couple of weeks going to do? At this point, what value does he add to the bench if he can't even hit? Yeah. So, you do have to think about the long run. I mean, let's move away from the trades now. We had a little long talk about that. Um, their continued success, though. I've said it just now. Most average on paper team I've ever watched. How are they winning? I, I don't know. It's you know, it's really it's really surprising. You know, their starting rotation has been has been really good. I mean, you know, we say it all the time, but you know, Nola, he's he's insane, and he's he just he's phenomenal. And you know, every time he's out there, I feel comfortable with him out there. You know, he's gonna he's gonna pitch a nice game for you. Um, and then you know, the back end guys. I mean, Velasquez. You know, ever since. I think it was you know June or something June twenty fifth. He's been he's been on, on he's been on fire and you know Eflin yesterday with that with that big eight inning game, um, you know that that was big for him too. So and Eflin was str- struggling too. So I, that was a big game for him. So you know our starting rotation has been you know quietly really good for us and you know that gives us it's it's helping us win games and our lineup has been. Okay, it, you know, it's been, like you said, it's been average, but it's been, you know, consistent. And, you know, Hoskins is, ever since that home run derby, he's been killing the ball. And, you know, Franco's starting to, you know, pick it up. And he's been doing Franco's been on yeah, fire, Franco's man. Been, he's on a tear. He's heating up. And, you know, I like what Nick Williams is doing, too. Um, I like Nick Williams as a clubhouse personality, too. He actually shows some flair. Yeah. Smile of Adonis, by the way. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean Nick Williams. You know, I think he's found a home right there, and I think Gabe Kapler's. You know, he's finally realized that Nick Williams needs to be out there every day in right field, and you know he he's producing right now, and you know, just the veteran leadership with adding Estrubal Cabrera, and you know Carlos Santana. You know, he's bat. We all know what he's batting, but you know, again, he gives that that veteran leadership. And he gives you some pop in that lineup too. So, um. You know, it's just a combination of our starting pitching right now, who's been really good for us, and our consistent lineup. It was that's what it, our continued success. And you know, again, like you said, our bullpen. You know, it's up and down, but when our bullpen's on, it's on. And you know, we're young, but I think this bullpen could be good in in, in a couple of years. I, I I agree. I think that we've talked about it before, but. Gabe Kapler, at the beginning of the season, I thought that dude had no idea what he was doing. But I also didn't want the Phillies just to fire him because he was learning. I thought that he was kind of hard-headed, really stubborn. But he's proved time and time again that he's not only willing to adjust, 
but he is a true leader. A lot of times when a player makes a mistake, he doesn't call out the player in their press conference. He takes the blame himself, and that's what a true manager does. He's showing that he is for the people, and at first I think that the players believed that he wasn't. He had to win them over. And I think he's doing a good job of making that team a team. They're together. They're unified. Now, there's not saying that he doesn't make mistakes. I think one of the biggest mistakes that he made recently was when Vinny Velasquez was pitching against the Marlins. He pulled him out with 87 pitches when he was dominating. Now, it might have had something to do with the third time around the order. But how do you pull Vinny Velasquez out when he's struggled a lot this year and he's dominating a team? Does that lower his morale? Possibly. But those are the moves that I think he's going to have to adjust. He's going to have to further, at least, discuss with the players what they would rather do. If they're in a game and they are on point and a player wants to stay in, you know, maybe you could have that discussion. If it's really that important of a batter, all right, you can call it a bullpen. But don't put someone in that's willing, not willing, but likely to give up a run. I mean, we do have our reliable bullpen pitchers and we have our unreliable ones. Yeah. And it just seems like the unreliable ones come in in the most inopportune times. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, I think it all goes, I hate to say it, but I think it goes to Tommy Hunter. And no, it doesn't just go to Tommy Hunter. It, he's not the only one. He's not but, the only one. But he's just the first one I think of because... Well, he did dominate in the Boston series. Yeah, he had a nice series, but you know, a couple series before that, you know... He comes in, you know, in close situations a lot, and and you know, and a lot of those times he's giving up, you know, one or two runs. One run as a bullpen pitcher is terrible. That's a lot. You can't do that every outing, and it just right. seems like it happens a lot. Now, hopefully, you know, that Boston series, you know, hopefully that continues for him because, you know, I think, just again, I think Kapler kind of trusts him because he's a veteran player, and you know, he's we we paid him in the all season. I mean, not to a huge deal, but. Um, you know, I think Kapler kind of goes to him in, in you know, those clo- those close situations just because he's a veteran guy and he's been there before. But, you know, uh, th- this season he hasn't he hasn't proved a lot. But I think hopefully, um, you know, that Boston series, he can keep going with that. So, yeah. And, and one more thing. Uh, what's going on with Odubel Herrera lately? He's been making a lot of mental mistakes. I, I just... Don't get it. I mean, there was one uh, ball against the Marlins where he let it go by. If if he caught it, he caught it. The inning would have been over. But it also could have scored a game-tying run. But it just seemed like he could have caught it. Now, I'm not saying that's how he should have played it. I'm just saying it looked like if he hustled a little bit, he could have caught it. Now, that's not a hot take, but what's your take on that? Is he just in a, in a rut right now, or what's going through his head? I mean, you know, I think I said this you know, a couple months ago, but, you know, Odubel, you know, he's the type of player, he's just not, you know, he's not going to go, he's not going to hustle. He's not going to go above and beyond. Right, and he's not, yeah, exactly. You know, he we've seen he makes great plays in center field. You know, he, he robs people, he makes diving catches. He's got wheels. Right, but he just, you know, he, he needs he needs to give that 100% every night, and, you know, I don't think he, he does that every night. Um, you know, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think that's just the type of player he is. You know, you got to take the bad with the good because, you know, when he when he's good he's, he, and he's on, he's on. He's so, on, yeah. You know, and we've seen that. Um, but, you know, he's got to realize where he's playing. And, you know, if if you don't hustle down the line or you make a, a mental error, 
these Philadelphia fans are going to get on you for it. Um, but, you know, that's just, I think that's the play, type of player he is, and, you know, we just have to deal with it, I guess. I, I just, you know, it's, and also that, that Boston series with that, you know, that base running mistake, you know, I think Gabe Kapler kind of took him aside by himself and kind of said, you, you know, you just, you can't do that. And again, going back to what Gabe Kapler, th- that's the type of manager he is, and, you know, I think that helps a lot with him. I mean, going, going, by you know, by himself taking him aside and just telling him, you know that that's that's something you can't do in, in on the major league level. I mean, he also made another base running mistake when he got picked off. Gabe did not look happy. No, he didn't. And you that know, was the first time I've visibly seen Gabe like physically pissed. Yeah, I, and you know I think the reason he's pissed is because you know he did take. He him, already had the talk. Right, he had the talk with him, and he he made another mistake, and you know it just seemed like Odubel wasn't within a seven day span. Too. Yeah. It just seemed like Odubel wasn't giving it 100 percent on going back to the base. Yep, and you know that's definitely what what set him off. But I'm, I'm not going to knock Odubel because he has given us a lot. Yeah, but is that that's really what you think is happening there? I don't. Yeah, and I think it's just the type of player he is. He's not going to give you 100 percent every night. It's unfortunate that the, that's the way he is, but you know he, he he does give us a lot of good in that lineup so we have to take the bad with the good yeah but when the bad it, it rains when it rains it pours yeah. it seems but when it's when he's good he's on yeah i mean if if i feel like he's struggling right now and i feel like he's not giving his all because again he's not he's not playing well and maybe that is a good reason why that you know he's making those base running errors or yeah. not playing a ball right yeah he hasn't really been hitting lately, and I think that's getting to his head. And he, I yeah. think he needs to learn how to cope with that. You know, so, I don't know. Yeah. So he just has to adjust to the major league level. He's been a major league player. He should know how to do that. Yeah, he, he, and he's got to, like, when, when he's struggling, he, that can't translate defensively, and that can't translate on the base pass. That's too. exactly that's like exactly what I'm saying. Right. He's got to learn how to, yeah. when he is struggling he's offensively. Been in the league for four years now. Yeah, if he's struggling offensively, make it up defensively. Make it up on the base yeah. pass. He's got to learn how to do that. And, you know, I mean, he... Over, you, can over still, his, you can still improve his game even though he's been in the league for, again, four years. Yeah, over yeah. his four-year career, he's had... He's he's batting, like, two, he's solid. He's two, solid. 280. So, you know, he, he hasn't had a lot of struggles, right, in his, in his career. So I think that kind of... And when he does struggle, it gets to his head, and right. he makes those mistakes. Right. He just got to learn how to make up for it. Yeah. One thing earlier in the year when Oduba was on fire, we were, we had to talk about who's the leader in the clubhouse, and at that point we agreed it might be Oduba. Yeah. But if you're not going to give your all and you're not going to hustle and you're not going to show that you are the heart and soul of the team, you're not a true leader. That's what a lot of Philadelphia resents. I'm just going to say resent, not hates, but resents about putting him in a leadership role. Yeah, and I think and I think when he was having that phenomenal start. You know, everyone, everyone kind of looked at him as the leader, but I don't know if Odubel is that type of player, and I don't know if he, he he is the leader of this team, and I don't know if he ever thought that. I mean, you know, he was batting three sixty, so you know, Philadelphia was like, yeah, you know, he's 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 the leader of this team. He's going to lead us to the playoffs. We're but talking about him being in the MVP, in the MVP conversation. Race, yeah. <laughs> so you know, if you're in the MVP race, you're obviously the leader of your team, but you know, I, I just don't know if that's the type of player he is. Um, you know, I th- and I think right now it's Reese. Right now, he's the leader of this team. Yeah. Ever since that home run derby, Reese has been on fire. Yeah. And he, and Nola too. Just oh, Aaron, Aaron Nola's he's Aaron Nola. Come on, yeah. it, shut down. He's the man. <laughs> There's one more issue I just want to talk about, and it's Jorge Alfaro with the Ramos trade. 
I know it gives pressure to him to actually perform at the plate. Me, Chip, we talked about this a lot, too. Every single time he swings the bat, his helmet falls off. Yeah. Why? You know... He's swinging for the fences. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he's so big. He really is. He doesn't need yeah, right. to. He really is. It's unfortunate. He just doesn't realize how big and strong he is. And I've said that a lot, but he, he, he really... You know, he just wants to crush the ball, and he—that's—that's that's kind of like what Franco did a couple of years ago, and and like last year too. He's just got to learn, you know, to put co- to put the bat on the ball. Right, and if you're big enough and have the strength. It's right. going to go. Just make contact, and it's going to go far for you, especially a guy of that size. And you know, I think Ramos coming in could help that because you know Ramos is another you know, big guy. You know, he, he two-time All Star. We've said it before, but you know, I, I just. And and Franco had the same problem, and Franco's having you know he's killing it right now. So Alfaro definitely can get you know help with this, but you know it's going to take time, and I think it's going to be the same thing as as Franco. Yeah, he just needs to change his approach, and you saw you see that with Michael Michael Franco this year. He changed his approach, not you know, swinging for the fences. Right. He knows his power. He knows what like to do when the ball comes in. It, he's well, still Franco he's was still young. Early. Yeah, he was struggling early, but he. He figured it out. And Alfaro's and Alfaro re- will do that as well, I yeah, believe. Yeah, and he's got to read situations because, you know, if there's a man on second, you don't have to hit a home run there. You just got to hit, get it in play. Make, make contact. Make contact, <laughs> and if you get a single, then, yeah, you probably score a run and you have you have an RBI. You know, you, you, uh, you know, you don't have to hit a home run every single time. You don't have to swing for the fences every time. And, you know, a guy like with his size, I mean, we've seen it with his home runs. Every time he hits a home run, he it's like, 440 feet you know he crushes it every time and every time he hits a home run that swing is perfect but you know he just you know he's overexerting himself at the plate right and he's just yeah he just has to learn that and I think it does take time it's hard it's tough but I think he can and I think he will I think that's the best way to put it as long as he can finally adjust just like Mike Alfranco did yeah I think he'll have a very promising future. He has the power. He has the arm. He yes. has the defensive capabilities. Yeah. He, he's going to be an asset for the Phillies for a long time to come, so long as he can get the offense together. Yeah. But at that point, I do believe we've reached our destination for the day. We do thank you for listening to The Bandwagon on Philadelphia Sports Nation. Follow us on Twitter at PHLTheBandwagon and on Facebook under The Bandwagon. Find our work under Ryan Michaels 18 for Phillies Nation, Christopher Tiernan for Eagles Nation, and Robert Tiernan for Sixers Nation. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you at the next stop.